think you're listening to Oblivion. It is, oh dear, I didn't even, I've been working on technical difficulties. It is 7-6-2022, June 6th. Whether you're listening or not, it's what we're doing. Am and uh, it is 100 degrees Fahrenheit here in the Buzzard Roost studio, um, <clears throat> and uh, uh, to, get, to get a good signal, I had to turn the AC on and uh, off. Well, that was for the sound, and and then the uh, had to open the doors, uh, so. I'm probably going to be sweating here <clears throat> shortly, so, you know, solidarity to uh, those in the world that uh, can't afford electricity and are fanning themselves with a old record album uh, as their only means of keeping cool. Uh, so, yeah, what do we got on the agenda this week? Are you there? I am. I am here. I mean, I think that the the heat is kind of an overwhelming uh, topic. I mean, it's um, this is the the second hardcore heat wave that we've had um, here, and they uh, they kind of go on for a long time, and this is how uh, hot it's been is how hot is it we um we actually had fog um in in july when this heat wave first started because it's so hot and it doesn't one of the things that happens during a, a hardcore heat wave is it simply doesn't cool off at night Right. And so the heat really builds. You don't get any relief from it. And uh, the conditions for fog, of course, are when the uh, the ground is cold and then the uh, air uh, gets warm and the the uh, the air is is warmer uh, than the than the ground. That's why you often get fog in the morning during, say, the uh, early spring or late fall when there's a potential for some pretty big swings and chilly temperatures overnight. But then once the sun comes up, you get the temperature to go up pretty quickly. And it got so hot right when the sun came up that there was steam (laughs) coming off the freaking ground. Like, (laughs) so... um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah it's, talk it's just, talk uh, about apocalyptic. Um, and um, it's it's like everything else, where if it's heavy and and difficult, the easy American response is that you just simply don't deal with it, right? Because there's not an immediate button pushing solution. Um, and I guess another big topic would be the the Democrats and the the attitude of the of the Democrats. And there was a meme going around that was actually advocating for the incremental change approach 
after Roe versus Wade had been overturned. And the argument was that the overturning of Roe versus Wade was the culmination of incremental progress. And of course, the whole argument against incremental progress from the standpoint of the Democrats is they have never had a Roe versus Wade moment, right? Like, if it's going to be progress, it has to actually culminate in something. What have the Democrats ever done? Because Obamacare was not universal health care, right? There hasn't been any cannabis legalization. Uh, that's all. It's another topic we should get to here in a, in a second. Uh, and there's also been a big uh, backlash about the way that the Democrats responded to the overturning of Roe versus Wade that they were they did yoga and they read poems and of course this is what you're fighting back against these uh extreme measures and and that's what i would uh that's my main uh uh big time objection to uh this this take on advocating for incremental uh progress is that overturning roe versus wade is an extreme thing to do. It's, I think it's the most extreme thing that the Supreme court has ever done. And, um, so it, to, to equate overturning Roe versus Wade with the Democrats incremental progress in reading poems and doing yoga, is just so stupid. And it's that clinging to, uh, an idea, which you Dave have been good is pointing out as a, uh, unfortunate trait of many Americans and people think well, I'm a Democrat and I vote Democrat and I know no matter what it's the right thing to do and the Democrats are right um, and that's what leads to uh, Joe Biden's uh, rumored nomination of Chad Meredith the anti-abortionist for a federal judgeship in Kentucky a lifetime appointment that was supposed was, was going to be a deal between Biden and Mitch McConnell in order to appease McConnell, who, of course, blocked Barack Obama from nominating Merrick Garland, which would have then meant that we would not have had the same Supreme Court that overturned Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Um, so how that can be going on, how the leader of your party, right, if you're a Democrat, can be nominating an anti-abortion judge on the same day that Roe versus Wade is overturned in order to appease a Republican minority leader senator who we know has already been an obstructionist to Democrats appointing judges. And yet, as a Democrat, you're still not going, if you're a Democrat voter, registered Democrat, you're still not going to rethink anything about the way that you look at your party. That's the perfect example of what I'm saying, that the people are really to blame for why the system is the way that it is. And why in the world would you put up with this and and put up with this uh, sham? Well, why aren't you out in the streets doing something? Because it's too damn hot. <laughs> I see. You just can't handle the heat. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 
Yeah, that that whole. I can handle I, the heat. It's the humidity. Anyway. Yeah, as I read the um, before we move on to uh, current conditions. Yeah, we're in the middle of a big drought. It's been like a month since we had a decent rain. It's everything is brown, <laughs> you know. Right, my, and that's my big that my big old garden about. is is dry is uh, drying up. I don't think we're gonna have a garden at all. We and, didn't uh, we didn't have uh, fireworks. Uh, there was a sputtering of them that went on for less than, than 10 minutes, right? Why? Because there's a drought. Like that's un-American. You would think that would get Americans' uh, uh, attention. Um, like you, It's so dry, you can't shoot off your fireworks. Are you finally <laughs> going to deal with climate change? Of course, we know that's not going to happen. Um, but before I forget, a big topic that kind of ties some of these other topics in uh, together is the fact that we do have these upcoming midterms. And I think it's going to be a perfect test of, of the question that uh, did the Republicans take things too far by overturning Roe versus Wade? And I want to know what you think about that. Um um as as far as um as far as shaking up uh the status quo uh of the establishment uh absolutely not um i think i mean you can just see by the paralysis and the the phony shock and um right. tepid phony response shock is a great term um uh you got to vote harder um, language from the Democrats. Um, Remember in November, don't and, yeah. and and of of course the the blaming of the left for the pro, the the whole thing. You know, it's the, it's the trans and the queers who are just have radicalized the country and moved it to this state. And and anyway, this these people are all you know, they're not that crazy. I mean, they're. They, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and also They're behind all Americans. this is is the elite. Uh, I mean, why right. why would you expect? How could you expect these ultra rich people uh, that are totally privileged that would never have a problem getting an abortion, getting their kid an abortion uh, ever, no no matter which state they lived in. Uh, on top of that, many of them are ultra right wingers like Biden, who's you know is still a pro life person. He was like one of the most pro life Democrats uh, throughout his career. Uh, voted for every pro life thing. Um, is just a, a total misogynist bastard. Uh, what do you expect? And so, uh, yeah, I don't. Um, it's not gone too far as far as they're concerned, the people that are in power. Um, yeah, it's definitely they've gone too far and that it's going to radicalize more people. But, um, uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and really, I think the, the other things, sure, that's bad enough, the Roe v. Wade, but I think the, the, the gutting of the EPA and the other uh, soon-to-come regulatory uh, moves, uh, where you know, I guess they're just going to allow companies to 
uh, dump straight into the rivers again, you know, <laughs> and all right. uh, the, accelerate the, climate change. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I think is really going to cause damage to, of course, the planet and the country. Um, to what extent people are going to accept that is another question. I just heard thunder. Better check my radar. I don't want you to get electrocuted and have another. <laughs> Me neither, man. Um, so, yeah, so uh, why would you think, are, are you making an argument that you think they might be going too far away? Oh, no, I totally ag- agree with what you just said, but uh-huh. I wanted you to have a chance to say what you thought before uh-huh. I said <laughs> what I was going to say to see if you agreed with what I said. Okay. But what you, yeah, like, why would you expect, is in that you put it a good way, in the other term, the, the phony shock, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we can't believe this. I mean, it has been leaked, and everybody knew. Um, I mean, to, to go back to this um, vomit-inducing uh, argument for incremental progress, and think about this, you call yourself a liberal, but what are you always advocating for? The status quo, right? We can never change. We can't change the leadership. We can't take an honest look at the picture that we have these fossils <laughs> as the leaders of our party, that, that it's clearly aristocratic, right? You have Bill Clinton, then let's roll out Hillary Clinton. It has to be the same family. It has to be this, this such the same exclusive group of people. You have the Obamacon, and then Hillary Clinton is the Secretary of State. Biden is the vice president, and of course Biden's got to get back in it in 2020. You knew all along he was going to be the president as if it had already been decided and the votes and everything else didn't have anything to do with it. And who was the nominee in 2016? It was Hillary Clinton. Are we ever going to criticize this and say this is bad and this isn't democracy and these people suck (laughs) and this is a big part of your problem? Uh, one thing that has been an emerging story, I don't know if you've seen this, is that there is some growing speculation that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is actually going to be the uh, Democrat nominee going into 2024, and that it may be DeSantis or DeSantis out of Florida, (laughs) not Trump, Uh, because I think maybe Republicans are actually beginning to be concerned about that Trump may uh, get into some... uh, legal trouble the the wrangling at least is probably never going to stop and that he's just simply not um even for republicans uh trump may not be uh trustworthy enough to get in i i really don't buy that i think it's a lock that trump will be president in 2024 and i just think that the way that the cloud of him hanging over ever since the 2020 election has been there we may well as well have had him just go ahead and win a second term, right? And then not be able to run in 2024. That might have been, if you want to talk about playing the long game and incremental progress, that might have been the better thing. But I'll tell you what, everything I've read about the economy, I'm not sure that you want to win in 2022 or 2024 because there's a growing consensus that that there's going to be a hardcore recession and it's going to be worse than 2008. And I think it makes sense because the ultimate culprit behind hardcore uh, econo- economic collapses is always the warmongering, right? And we have this going on with Ukraine where we're bleeding money 
in having to give Ukraine these weapons so that we can have for the time being a stalemate uh, between uh, Russia and Ukraine. But if you ask me, I think that Vladimir Putin basically put America in uh, checkmate because either we're going to collapse our own economy, just giving billions and giving all our stockpiles of weapons to Ukraine, or we're going to let, we're going to have to let Russia um, take over Ukraine, occupy it. Uh, which I maintain ultimately is where this is headed, is that Ukraine, any country, your foreign policy has to be this, right? Either you have to be able to win a war, right, against whoever might be your enemy, might start a war with you, or if they do, you, you surrender, right? Because that's the only way to save lives and to save your cities, All of which is to say that I think it's a complete uh, that the Democrats are in ruins and that uh, to go back to the question I was asking you, when you haven't done anything for 40 years and now you've seen the collapse of Roe versus Wade, all of the momentum is just so obviously on the other side. Right. Like the other side blocks your Supreme Court nominee. You can't do anything. You don't have a counter move to when they do actually overturn Roe versus Wade and you have, you do nothing to um, rally the supporters you might have. And your president on the same day that Roe versus Wade is overturned nominates an anti-abortion judge. (laughs) And that uh, Dave, I think has to go back to a good point that you were making back when Amy McGrath was running about how the Washington Democrats effectively sabotaged, they sacrificed Kentucky, right, by backing these losers who couldn't win, won't win, would never galvanize or activate or spark, ignite whatever liberal element, right, whatever backlash there is in the commonwealth to this extreme conservatism that we live uh, around um and i just think that to choose kentucky as the place where you'll appease mitch mcconnell yes i know mcconnell is from kentucky but it's clear to me that there is a strategy among the elite in washington that they basically divide the country up where a place like Kentucky, the Washington Democrats are perfectly happy for Kentucky to be this shithole, right? So they, they construct it to be that, you know, they won't do anything to um, not let it be a miserable place to live. And like you were saying with abortion, right? The privileged, the elites, can get anything they want, including an abortion. Why do the why do these people give a rat's ass what it is to live in suck shit Kentucky, right? So you're going to appoint this scumbag Chad Meredith for a lifetime appointment on the same day that Roe versus Wade is overturned, 
and you're really supposed to expect people to think that you believe in a woman's right to choose and that you're the best person who can be leading the party and being the, the leader of the free world, to, to, uh, uh, to quote the cliché. And so you're dooming every woman in Kentucky who has a miscarriage to facing a murder charge because that's what this prick will do. In addition to the fact that it's going to embolden an already out of control right wing extremist element in Kentucky spearheaded by this cunt Daniel Cameron, <laughs> the attorney general who's uh, running for governor. If you wanted me to go on, I could talk about Bashir's comments about abortion. Yeah, go for like, it. did you know Bashir originally his office wanted to withhold the memo saying that Biden was going to appoint Chad Meredith. Uh, what does that mean? That you mean, so it would just happen quietly or what was going on? Right. Yeah. Now, to now, credit, I, said, um, well, yeah, I mean, I saw, it's interesting. I, and tell me if you saw a similar thing. Uh, someone was kind of, um, implying that Bashir, uh, I think it was a New York Times article, uh, was implying that Bashir was, you know, was not happy about that. But um, I'm not quite sure if I buy that. Well, that Bashir did say that. Um, but if there was any delay in letting the memo be uh, circulated the courier journal had to did an open records request and said that they called it uh, the Bashir's people called it a pre-decisional memo right so it didn't qualify as something that you could access through open records but the courier journal got it anyway i do think that Bashir is furious and so is yarmouth but the problem is that that mentality is not the mentality of the Democrat Party, right? And well, it's, it's and, I, and 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 just quickly, I mean, is it Bashir one of these religious people? So I'm surely right. he's pro-life. So I'm not quite. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because the thing I wanted to point out about Bashir is that when Bashir, but Bashir is also a Democrat, right? And his, I was I was quite appalled actually at his response to the overturning of Roe versus Wade is that. Bashir's big thing is that overturning Roe versus Wade doesn't make an exception for victims of rape and incest, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, that is hardly like a reason to be against the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But it was clear to me that Bashir personally and politically does not believe in the idea that a woman controls her own body and controls her own life, right? Like an equal citizen. You know, women can get pregnant, men can't. So men should shut the fuck up about the issue. And it's the woman's decision. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. But, I mean, Bashir being a Democrat and you know Biden appointing an anti-abortion Democrat, it just shows you how many Democrats are conservative, right? And that's another thing that I think registered Democrats and uh, dogmatic you know, zealous, uh, by the book, whatever uh, term you think I, you know, part uh, party line, 
loyalist, right? The loyalist Democrat mm-hmm. won't engage. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's this paralysis. Um, yeah, I mean, I when the my question to flip it is: uh, Have the Democrats gone too far in their um, <laughs> um, obvious elitism and and fecklessness and and um, uh, mimicry of the Republicans? Right. Yeah. That that should be the question, and and. Uh, maybe that the rebellion will come from that rather than rebelling against the Republicans um, doing their same old thing. I mean, really, let's let's face it. This has been the program of the uh, Christian right, uh, Reagan, um, um, and even Reagan Democrats uh, for forty plus years. Since 1980, uh, so revolution. it took a while, but the, you know it was a long fight. And you also had the Koch brothers' campaigns that have been going on a similar length of time to try to deregulate uh, the libertarian angle, and uh, you know so it's it's finally paid off for them. Uh, they've delivered, um, so I don't right. think there's going to be a rebellion against that um, necessarily. You've seen it going on. It's the you should rebel against these people who claim that they're the only thing between you and some um <laughs> the third reich the third reich right yeah that like it's not already You're better th- off with us it's not only good. third reich already it's like no that's just not good enough right i mean the fact that um if if i vote for you they're not going to come by and take me to a concentration camp tomorrow by itself isn't enough of a reason you know i have higher standards than that uh, and I think that's a big problem in, in the country is that no one has no one really we, we talk about the American dream. But but what do people really dream? You know, what dream do they have? And they, they don't have a dream. They don't have any aspirations. They don't want a society of love and community. They don't want to get rid of nuclear weapons. They don't want to get rid of guns. They don't want a world of peace and happiness and uh, strong, loving families that uh, have the free time to uh, bond, and um, you know they don't they don't want communities built around art. You know they want communities built around hostility and compartmentalization and sterility. But paralysis, I think, is the is the keyword here and and i think of cultural amnesia and the use it or lose it proposition since everything has just kept going to the right um if it's gone on this long you there's just no way there's going to be any kind of backlash whether it's internally with the democrats um and people may be finally rejecting the the democrats either altogether or as they are um or certainly that Americans will think, well, I think the Republicans have taken things too far uh, because they overturned Roe versus Wade. I mean, people either simply won't care or they do have that closet Christian attitude of, well, I can see their point And uh, maybe it is a good thing that those babies get to be born. And, you know, oh, well, who cares? Which I think is pretty much how all conversations quickly wrap up when they 
uh, go on uh, between Americans. Indeed. So let's uh, <clears throat> address the fireworks that went off on the 4th of July in Highland Park. Oh, yeah. See, uh, I mean, talk about things uh, falling apart that, I mean, I had forgotten about that because <laughs> there are so many horrible things going on and that mass shootings uh, have become a regular part of society. That's another incredible thing. Yeah, I, I do want to go back and, and reinforce the point that I made earlier, because when you were saying how, you know, the, the Republicans, uh, it, it took them a while, but they got Roe versus Wade over, overturned. Uh, I, I want to make sure that the listener understands that that is not the same thing as incremental progress. Uh, as advocates of the Democrat Party uh, call it, because incremental progress in in terms of what the Democrats do never accomplishes anything, right? That's the big difference. When you look at the Republicans, whatever it is that you want to call their strategy, they get things accomplished and they get significant things accomplished. Like the Reagan revolution itself was already an accomplishment. Get this extremist, total phony, talking head, nut job in the White House, right? Now we, meaning Wall Street, you know, the warmongers, now we can go to work. It's basically a pretty simple plan, right, of aligning domestically if abortion becomes your major issue, that's how you can dominate local politics. Those people get in, and then they give, right, the oh, war pigs. We got what we they got a want. windstorm going here. I guess this. So, I can uh, hear it, man. <laughs> yeah. Do so, we need to take a break? Are you going to get electrocuted? <laughs> no, I'm I'm safe inside, but uh, may have to have you continue. Hopefully the power won't go off. We'll have to cut it off there anyway. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so <laughs> uh, the fireworks are just, um, it's just normal, man. A little roof sh rooftop shooting here, a little, yeah, a little uh, baby massacre there. Uh, guess it's cleaning out the gene pool. What you gonna do? But but again, I, I think that the I would not at all call the Republican st strategy incremental. I think that it's uh, extreme. Um, Extremists. People have to. I mean, how would you describe this in an eleven-month span? Republicans stole a presidential election. Uh, stood down the military while there was a major terrorist attack on American soil and then started a war that was going to last for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I can't really believe yeah. that uh, uh, Americans, including Democrats, can't see how the two parties are working in tandem. That's a conspiracy theory. 
So basically what you have is, uh, and we've, we've mentioned this in, in previous uh, podcasts, is that you have, uh, you have the Republicans doing these very extreme things. For example, the Iraq War. How is that incremental progress, right? 9-11 happens in September of 2001. By March of 2003, you get just one war wasn't enough, right? You had to have the second one. Now it's a real orgy, right? It's a double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just to think of how uh, just brutish and Neanderthal and barbarian that is. To, that your your country exists to do what to just have this massive military and then to start wars and have them go on and on and on spewing all this bullshit about how they're they're worth it and that something's actually being accomplished like you know mission accomplished and the american people signed off on it i mean there wasn't any kind of pervasive anti-war movement like there was in the '60s, man. There wasn't. Well, Would that, you agree? You mean for the Iraq War? Yeah. No, I mean there were millions of people out in the street. That's not um, true. I mean there was definitely uh, plenty of people out in the street, but I mean who holds the power in this country? I mean, uh, I mean I don't know what kind of level of dissent you think would be required to stop that. Uh, you know. I mean, I certainly wasn't doing anything to uh, that I would have. Uh, I was against it, but you know, I'm not going to be like, well. Um, I mean, I didn't have any risk to my opinion. You know, I never really went out and protested it. Um, <clears throat> so you know, am I the one guilty of of the Iraq War happening because I no day, but. Yeah, well, so, but to make that even broader, I mean, it's, um, when you paint a broad brush and say that, well, you know, the people let this happen, um, um, I'm one of those people, I mean, I didn't want it to happen, uh, I don't, don't think I had any power to make any difference, period, so, um, uh, um, you know, that's my answer to that. It still makes one wonder, though, um, why uh, people are always voting for uh, warmongering candidates and, you know, why something like the Republican Party can even exist in the country if so many people don't really want these wars. Well, there, uh, there, there is no anti-war opposition, that's for sure, um, as far as the in the halls of power. In the, um, right, okay, right, in the halls of power. So, um, um, you know, that's where I think that it's important to uh, put the focus on because we can spend all day saying how horrible the American uh, populace is um, <clears throat> and, um, and that they enabled or wanted it to happen or they didn't protest enough or they this, that, and the other, but... Really, the decisions were made by the powerful people, and that's where um, 
the ire should be so, pointed. I, I'm tending to to agree with the the statement I'm I'm about to make, but I'm guessing this is this is kind of what your thinking is. So if we were to bring it back to abortion hmm. and let's say that for whatever reason, there was a backlash against the Republicans hmm. and then Americans thought that conservatives had taken things too far. Yeah. And so what happens is um, the Republicans actually gain seats in the Senate and in the, in the house. But just as an example, we'll focus on the Senate. And so now all of a sudden, there are 57 Democrats in the Senate, right? So that's seven over 50. Yeah. yeah. Eight of those Democrats would be pro-life. In other words, within the halls of power, no matter, there's always going to be a Joe Manchin. Um, no matter how the elections go or who the candidates are, the people who are actually there will make sure that um, the things that the people would want to have happen do not happen. Yeah. Is that kind of where you're coming from? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's, <clears throat> there is no anti-war party or, and very few, even moderately anti-war candidates uh, on the federal level especially, and they're pretty rare otherwise, so, you know, it's a um, pretty bleak situation as far as, you can hear that rain is coming now. Uh, <clears throat> coming down, man. Yeah, it's great, because it, it was just 100 degrees, and now it's 80 degrees, so at least there's something good about it. Man, I wish we would get that, um, but we're not, so... <laughs> Mmm, smells good. So, yeah, we got any other topics? Oh, you were going to talk about um, uh, legalization. I've, <clears throat> I've got a story about, have you heard about Delta 8 THC? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, was, what was your topic? What were you going to talk about legalization? Uh, well, just that there was, um, man, I, that rain's really coming down. <laughs> Thunder action? Yeah. Yeah, this is the first rain of any amount. Wow, oops, it's coming in the door here. So, uh, yeah, start start on your, um, legalization thing real quick while I kind of close this well, door. Well, sure, so bit. there was an article, um... And, and basically, it, it served as a, uh, a contrast to the New York Times article uh, written by, a, is it Christina Kofer? Was that her name, I believe? And um, that, that was uh, clearly um, poorly written in terms of explaining the dynamics of psychosis. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'm glad that got recorded. So anyway, why don't I just use my amazing technology ensemble, and I'll, I'll bring this up, and I'll, I'll read a brief section of this article. Before I do, I'll give a quick synopsis of what it's about. It's simply, there's, there's a bill in the California state legislature to say that um, labeling on cannabis products 
should include warnings about possible adverse effects to mental health. And of course, the pushback on that is what I was saying last week that you can't you it's psychosis is very difficult to assign cause to. Right. And in terms of how actual uh, researchers discuss uh, things like psychosis, the, the, the accurate way to describe it is to talk about factors that may contribute to psychosis rather than to say this causes psychosis, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is not how uh, it's legitimate yeah. researchers uh, write about uh, psychosis or similar uh, uh, phenomena or uh, the, and the dynamics related to, like uh, certain characteristics or uh, certain attributes or pathologies, as the case may yeah. be. So I'll just read you a section of this article. Give me one second to bring this up on my amazing uh, technology system. Go here. And, uh, okay, so the, the, uh, the title is uh, California Bill Would Require Mental Health Warnings on Marijuana Products. And, uh, okay, so here's the one paragraph that I'm going to read that I think is a, is a responsible way to write about uh, the, the links between uh, cannabis and, uh, and mental health disorders. So it says, although cannabis use has been linked with the development of mental health disorders like schizophrenia, it is unclear to what extent the substance <laughs> actually causes conditions. Right, right. According to the National Institutes of Health, the strongest evidence to date concerns links between marijuana use and psychiatric disorders in those with a pre-existing genetic <laughs> or other vulnerability. <laughs> right? And I mm -hmm. kind of screamed those last few words there yeah. um, because th that's exactly what that dumbass propagandist left out of her article in the New York Times last right, week, right? right? There's no mention of that if you don't have these pre-existing conditions, whether, whether they are genetic or otherwise, this isn't going to happen to you. Like, yeah, indeed. No matter how much THC they put in it. Indeed, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the scare tactic is to is to um, yeah, basically say that it causes it. That's the whole implication that your precious, your precious little um, son or daughter, or it's um, like the abortion people, the, the precious yeah. baby, mm -hmm. is gonna go right. crazy, cray cray. She's gonna be crazy, and then she's gonna start puking nonstop, and will never be able to stop for the rest of her life, which will be short because she'll be crazy and she'll kill herself. Uh, Reefer madness. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so my uh, my experience that I had with um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you you brought that up because it's um, yeah that that was completely missing from that propaganda article, right? Like I pointed right. out last so week. Right. So if I may just real quick before yeah. I forget this point, it's important yeah. for people to understand 
that in addition to the fact that if you don't have a genetic or pre-existing uh, condition hmm. where you can you can uh, where you're vulnerable to psychosis, it isn't going to happen, right? Yeah. It's not going to happen because you smoke super strong pot. It's not going to happen because you watch a scary movie or anything, right? Because you just don't, your brain doesn't work that way. Furthermore, this is maybe even more important to understand. If you do have a predisposition, a genetic predisposition to psychosis, right? or there's some other there's some other condition that makes you predisposed to it, right? Yeah. Like trauma. Um, it's highly likely that you're going to have a psychotic episode. Something mm -hmm. is going to trigger it, right? Yeah, yeah. So even if it wasn't pot, right? Yeah, right. Something else is going to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, but and you might want to... It is reasonable to advise then a doctor would a responsible doctor um, that if if he he or she knew that there was schizophrenia or uh, related uh, psychotic disorder um, in your family um, or even if uh, you may show some um, small signs of such a predilection that they would suggest you not smoke pot because it might <laughs> trigger it. So um, that's a reasonable thing to say, but it's just I, blanketly I even disagree with that because we don't, we don't know. Right. I mean, and I would go back to the word unclear, right? Well, but problem. no, but I mean the, the one person who said, they said that it is only if you have a predisposition that this could be a trigger. Um, could uh, be. Could be a trigger. So if you want to be cautious, if you're a doctor, you would advise, you know, best not fool with it. You know, right? I mean, but I would but, just but the I same. Just the same for psychedelics. I would. Yeah, I would say definitely psychedelics. Um, and, and alcohol for crying out loud. And that's sure. what I can't believe yeah. is left out of the conversation yeah. is that you, you were mentioning that uh, it's it is associated with triggering it just as much as well. And it's well known just from people that are alcoholics um, have uh, psychotic delusions. Uh, that's what's part of right. the uh, delirium, delirium tremens, delirium right. is in the word. So, yeah. Right. And uh, people black out and their personalities completely change. Like this isn't somebody having a psychotic break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Where right. did this one person go and who's the person I'm dealing with now? That's really not all that uncommon with alcohol use. Alcohol mm -hmm. is the number one drug associated with Indeed. So, uh, so I agree with you. Disorder. I think I think that's the important thing is is um, not to be moralistic be moralistic about it, to, but have a blanket coverage of um, the issue that isn't being like a um, you know basically a a cop <laughs> uh, a reaction um, to the situation. Right. Like everything is fine for you except for pot. Yeah. The one right. thing that you should be worried about is pot, and if we just keep going crazy over over pot, then we're responsible. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, there's another mass shooting, and there still isn't any motivation. Hey, to he deal was with the gun. He's probably was smoking pot. I mean, what can you say? I mean, obviously, reap for madness.
Well, and um, so, yeah, let me tell you about, before we go, my, my Delta 8, and it's starting to rain again, Delta 8 thing. Uh, it was just kind of by happenstance. I was in going to the grocery store, and I saw this vape place, and I was, well, I'll, <clears throat> I'll, I'll uh, go in here. I, I needed an empty cartridge because I had like a, a vape cartridge that was like broken. I was wanting to see if I could get the oil and put it in an empty one. So right. I went in there to see if I could find one of those. Well, I, I started just looking around at all the stuff in there, and there were all kinds of vape products. Uh, but then he was like, oh, have you, have you um, heard about this Delta 8 stuff? And I was like, oh, you know, not, not really. And he showed me all these different uh, vape uh, products that have Delta 8. But then there's all these products that are bud uh, that have Delta 8 in it. And this is what they do. They, they take hemp buds, and uh, uh, these are like sensimilla buds. They don't have any seeds in it. And, you know, it's all, like, CBD in it. And uh, I, th- I think they extract the CBD um, out of it. And then, of course, this is a big industrial process. It's not like one bud at a time. You know, it's, you know, huge batches of, of buds or whatever. Uh, they extract the CBD out, uh, which is uh, legal. Um, and then... Um, and they've even made it, quote, legal for this Delta-8 thing. So what they do is they do a small chemical reaction to convert CBD to this Delta-8. Now, the Delta-8, um, the regular THC, the infamous one that's so illegal, is uh, Delta-9. Wow, it's really pouring. Right. Uh, and uh, so, basically, they may turn it into Delta-8, which gets you high. Um, and uh, they put it back in these hemp buds, which have no Delta-9 in them. Uh, so, then it's just all Delta-8. Um, and so, they can sell you a bud, or I got just to try it out to see if what was up with it, a couple of joints. And uh, sure enough, it does get you high. It's, it's low, quote, lower than... Uh, a lesser high, uh, but they put a lot of the Delta H in it, so, you know, you get a pretty good buzz off it, and you can buy this in any, like, vape place. I bet Terrapin Station has it down uh, down there. Um, so there's this weird loophole they've got now with the, De- the Delta 8, and I'm, I'm curious to see um, if this becomes part of the DEA thing, if they're going to try to attack that. I mean, obviously... Apparently, there was some Kentucky state rule, or maybe it was federal, that that made this Delta-8 um, just as okay as CBD uh, to dispense. Um, so, it's an interesting story, and it's this, this, this gray, you know, it is a legal high, basically, right now. So, that's, that's really right. interesting. This kind of this yeah, loophole uh, has occurred. Outlaws. Um, Delta nine. Uh, Delta Delta nine. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's. Uh, which which is interesting. You'd think they'd be like the the psychedelics, where they're constantly scheduling these new variants of psychedelics preemptively. You know, even though nobody's even hardly using these substances, uh, that they would make those illegal. But they they let this Delta eight 
through. So, um, um, yeah. So, uh, what kind of psychedelics are you referring to? Well, the psychedelics, you know, there are um, a category of the phenylalanines and the tryptamines, uh, <clears throat> of which many of your brain chemicals like serotonin, um, etc., uh, are some of these classes, but uh, they're within these classes of, of chemicals that there's like basically hundreds of thousands of variations. And um, so um, there, there, there's a lot more that you can choose from uh, things that can uh, give you psychedelic experiences uh, um, that are possible, right? So they pre they've made many of them illegal. Um, uh, and uh, I'm just kind of surprised that there's like this the analog act where the, even the things that you um, hasn't been enforced very much but they, they enforce it every once in a while that precursor chemicals uh, uh, to manufacturing of various psychedelics are also illegal so it's, it's interesting that they let Delta 8 through when it's obviously something that gives you a buzz which seems to be the only thing they really care about making illegal is anything that you enjoy <laughs> you know that you might find interesting now that's when you make it illegal so uh, gives you a good buzz so I, I'm it's I'm a little baffled by it and, and curious um, uh, you know it's the guy I talked to at the store was kind of thought of it as being part of the process of it becoming legal in Kentucky you know it's just the slow movement yeah. you know but uh, I, I was glacial just say that, i mean I, I do think that what you're describing is interesting and i think that the real takeaway from all of this is that the stuff actually does get you high yeah 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 so um, um go down to your it's never going to happen in, in kentucky and, and we both know that <laughs> well it in 10 years they might do some little something i don't know nope But I'm the the joint is always half full. The, the our, joint is the joint is always half unsmoked. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, man, I I got to batten down the hatches here for the next round. For my co-host David Vernon Miller, this is Doctor David W. Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast. We we'll see you next time, man.